0: We've got Cassius Khan, a tabla artist who performs with energy equivalent to 10 hours of hard labor. Leaky Heaven Circus makes a deal with the devil in Project X. And an extended interview with award-winning theater tech wizard and actor Mandy Thompson. So stay with us. and welcome to the Arts Report for June the 29th, 2011. This is the Arts Report, your weekly fix for arts and culture on the radio, as well as the winner of the 2011 NCRA Local Talent Development Award for supporting local artists. That we are on CITR 101.9 FM and we're streaming online right now at citr.ca as well. I'm your host, Adam Yanush and I will be going away for the month of July so this will be my last show until uh, August but uh, before I run out of here and into my uh, you know trailer trailer my camper and uh, and drive off into the sunset uh, we still have a, a Awesome, awesome content for you uh, today, including um, a few interviews on upcoming projects and then an extended interview with a very, very talented and uh, well-spoken, interesting man by the name of Andy Thompson. And we'll have that later in the show, and, uh, but we'll also tell you about uh, the Vancouver Folk Festival, which is coming in just a matter of weeks, and we've got Cassius Khan, who is a local um, Indian classical music artist who has been getting a lot of um, mainstream buzz, uh, not just in uh, Indian classical circles, but uh, all over the place. And we'll also tell you about Project X, which is a look at uh, the Faust tale of uh, deal, dealing with the devil, and that's being put on by Leaky Heaven Circus who have recently picked up a Jesse Award for Innovation. They picked that up last Monday. So, yeah, some really good good interviews to to shower upon you. Shower like the rain that has been pouring down on us in one of the crappiest spring and summers in Vancouver that I can remember. In living memory for me, I'm 26, but this is the worst spring and summer in living memory, I tell you. Dang it. And uh, it's depressing. But uh, July, I, uh, I'm i going to channel positive energy and say July is going to be sunny and clear and beautiful. And uh, I'll be looking forward to it. Although I, I keep referring to it as if I'm going on vacation, but really, I'm going to work. Because <laughs> i got bills to pay, so the reason I won't be around in July... Is because um, I will be be working, but it's also an excuse for for the arts team to take a well deserved break for a few weeks. So. That would be, uh, be important, I tell you, because uh, we're going to need it to carry on in 2011 and 12 when we come back in August, because there's tons of stuff happening, including uh, Shambhala Music Festival. Uh, there's the Fringe Festival that comes in September. And then after that, it's the Vancouver Film Festival and then like 10,000 other film festivals because uh, it seems to be film festival season in the, in the fall. And then uh, all the local theater companies can... Uh, kick off their seasons in September and October, so there's tons of that to cover and, um, and, and everything else. So little, there will be lots to do. So we need, uh, we need to take a little break to, uh, to, you know, pump ourselves up, to get worked up, to exercise and get fit for uh, another exciting season of The Arts Support. All right, so uh, great show for you today, and, and really there's, there's no reason to, to waste any more time, so let's just get right into the flow of things. Cassius Khan is an Ital- Italian. Cassius Khan, let me try that again. Ah, uh, see, this is why I need a break. This is why I, need to, I can't speak anymore. As, well, as if I could speak before. But anyway, Cassius Khan is an Indian classical musician with wide crossover appeal. While his primary instrument is the tabla and not an electric guitar or a piano, say, he's brought his musical stylings to festivals like South by Southwest to w- rave reviews and packed houses. Perhaps it's the fact he's the first musician anywhere to combine playing the tabla with, hope I say this correctly, a form of Urdu poetry that combines rhyming couplets and a refrain, each line having the same meter. So we talked about uh, mainstream curiosity for his ancient forms, but first I had to ask Cassius, uh, being the only known musician to combine tabla with razal, it must be a tricky thing to pull off. How hard is it?
1: It's very hard. <laughs> because it's you know, tabla you play with your fingers and your palms and it's quite uh it's quite a A rigorous instrument. I mean, you need a lot of strength to play that instrument. Uh, They say that if you play about an hour of tabla, it's equivalent to about 12 hours of hard construction labor. It's a lot of work on your arms and your fingers and your back and everything. So, of course, for that, you need to breathe properly. And, of course, for Indian classical singing, it's another thing on its own. It's extremely difficult because of the breathing and of all the nuances you have to create with your voice. So, to combine the two together is very difficult because... Um, you have to render the poetry, you have to keep your, your notes very, very pure, mm-hmm. and you have to do all this emulation from your throats, and then you also have to keep the tabla in, in rhythm. And the the left hand of the of the of the tabla, which is the bass drum, the the, the baya, mm-hmm. it's a melodic instrument on its own. So you're creating melody from your voice, and you're creating melody from the left hand, and then you're creating percussion from the right hand. So it, it becomes quite difficult, and that's why a lot of the vocalists of Indian classical music they either they either sing with a tanpura or they sing with a harmonium because it's easier mm-hmm. if they can, their voice. But to play tabla, because tabla is a very kaleidoscopic rhythm an instrument, mm. you, know, you do a lot of weird. Timing cycles on the tabla, so you know. So to combine the two together is, is quite difficult. But uh, for some reason, it came really easy for me. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> and, and tell us, why did you get into that? Is that is, is like you say? Is it was it just easy? Was it something that you found you could do, and people were like, "Oh my God, he can do this"? Or, or well, how did that happen? I, I really don't know how it happened. But
1: like when I was a kid. My mom used to have all these big cooking pots and stuff, and I would always bang on them all the time when I was a kid. And I, I, I would keep singing while I was banging on the, on, the, on, the, on the pots. And then when I started learning tabla at a young age, um, it just came to me impromptu because my, my vocal teacher, the late Mushri Begum, she wanted me to, to be a vocalist. And then her brother, uh, Rukhsar Ali, who I learned tabla from, he wanted me to become a tabla player. So in order to keep both of them happy uh, I said, okay, I'll do both But I was able to combine the two And then they said, oh my god How can you do the two at the same time? And then uh, that's how it started off you <laughs> know.
0: <laughs> and in 2008 you did uh, South by Southwest And you've oh, done yeah. some, some festivals that, that are more sort of rock oriented um, That's
1: right, I was the first uh, Indian guzzle singer To ever be at the South by Southwest festival And how did, so- how did that go? It was it was pretty fun you know I I, I um, uh, it, it was such a, such a great experience for me of course there were so many musicians there mm-hmm. and uh, but it was nice I mean you know we as a I didn't expect to get many people you know and my showcase to be brutally honest uh, because I thought okay I'm just a world musician I'm just a guzzle singer of an Indian classical musician I didn't expect But actually, wherever I did concerts, it was jam-packed full all the time. So that was really good. And CBC was really kind. They covered it, you know, and they Mm -hmm. gave me a lot of coverage for that. So that was really good. I had a lot of fun. I met Bella Fleck there and uh, a whole bunch of other people. Dolly Parton was supposed to come. I was looking forward to meeting her. Then she got sick and she didn't Mm -hmm. come. But I I met Bella Fleck and a whole bunch of other people there. So, you know, it was fun.
0: And... and why do you think that you've been able to do that kind of crossover, or, or at least in terms of audience appeal? Um, you know, it's, it's not really necessarily expected that, that people who listen to rock or pop might be interested in this, but, but clearly they were. And, and what, do you, what do you attribute that to?
1: I think it's, uh, well, you know, son, uh, Kelly Dean, you know, I've always looked up to him. He's a great guitarist. He always told me since I was a kid, he goes, Cass, if you want to be noticed... You're gonna to have to cross over your instrument and work with different musicians. As a result of his advice, I've worked with country musicians. I've worked with rock, heavy metal, pop, R&B, rap. Uh, I've done work with uh, uh, did, I, did I say blues?
0: Mm-mm,
1: no, no, I, I blues. Ellen McElwain. I did a huge collaboration with Ellen McElwain. Jazz and uh, uh, music from Japan, music from China, music from Mongolia. I've 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 used my hands and my voice. Uh, you know, with almost and with almost every genre of music that i can i can recall i've worked with so many people and i think that's the reason why when my name got quite noticed out there in the field then for them to see me in my own element was something that you know i guess they wanted to see because a lot of people came up to me in South by southwest and said you know i heard you with so and so and i heard you with so and so but i'm so happy that i finally got to see you in your own classical element so Mm -hmm. so it was you know i think i i attributed to that you know the fact that i I really put
0: myself out there with a whole bunch of different musicians, you know. Great. Well, we've quickly run out of time. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing you at uh, the Vancouver Folk Fest. Is there anything else you'd, you'd want to add?
1: I just want to say that I love Vancouver. It's a beautiful city. I'm, I'm so happy that I live here. And thank you so much for interviewing me and, uh, and giving me this, this little bit of exposure. Uh, and uh, uh, I love you all, and I hope that I get to see everybody at uh, my showcase there in the Vancouver Folk Festival.
0: And that's Cassius Khan, who will be at the 34th Annual Vancouver Folk Music Festival at Jericho Beach Park. Check out their website for schedules and ticket information, which can be found at thefestival.bc.ca. So one word, thefestival.bc.ca. And we will take a quick break, and then we'll speak to Stephen Hill from the Leaky Heaven Circus to find out about Project X. The Vancouver Folk Music Festival returns to Jericho Beach Park July 15th through 17th. This year's lineup features C.R. Avery, Jim Bryson and the Weaker Vans Band, Buck65, Roseanne Cash, Elliot Brood, the Jayhawks, Wendy McNeil, Danny Michelle, the Joel Plaskett Emergency, Tanara Jillian Gillian Welch, and many more great artists. There will be terrific daytime and evening entertainment for the whole family. The Little Tykes Village and more delicious food and drink than you can shake a stick at. Don't miss this year's Vancouver Folk Music Festival, July 15th through 17th at Jericho Beach Park. For tickets and more information, visit thefestival.bc.ca. And we're back on the Arts Report here on CITR. One one point nine FM, dot CA, streaming on the interwebs. There, uh, one event that uh, is coming up very soon that you should definitely uh, check out is Rec Beach Buto. This is where uh, artists, or dancers I should say, clad only in full body white uh, makeup, that is to say in the nude, um, take over the beach, uh, Rec Beach to be specific, which is Canada's most famous clothing optional beach, uh, and they will do that at low tide, 12.30pm on Saturday and 1pm on Sunday, July the 3rd, and they do buto, uh dance. And uh, it says here, Freed from the confines of traditional venues, Rec Beach Butohin reinvigorates and inspires Kokoro Dance and its audiences in this raw encounter with the earth, sea, and sky. So this will be happening rain or shine, and admission is free, although there's a suggested donation of $5. And that's happening at the foot of the Number 4 Trail, which is just below the UBC Museum of Anthropology. And that's happening on Saturday, July 2nd, and Sunday, July 3rd, 12.30 and 1.00 p.m. respectively. So definitely check that out this weekend. Um, It's amazing, this is their 16th year, and um, it's like nothing else to see people, um, amazing dancers clad only in white paint getting in touch with the sand and the sea out, uh, out on Wreck Beach. And uh, the weather for Saturday and Sunday... Oh, it looks like Saturday will be sunny and Sunday will not. But, uh, but you know, these forecasts these days are horrendously inaccurate. So um could be, could be interesting either way. I think, I think it would be interesting to see in the sun and in the rain and see how, how the dancers interpret that. So anyway, check that out. That is um, 16th annual Rec Beach Bhutto dance performance happening at the foot of the number four trail uh, below the UBC Museum of Anthropology uh, Rec Beach, basically. So check that out now. Moving right along with the show, Vancouver Theatre Company Leaky Heaven Circus picked up a Jesse Richardson Award last Monday, specifically the Critics' Choice for Innovation Award. Uh, As an example of their innovation, last year they did a version of a streetcar named Desire in an East Van house, as in the action took place in different rooms in the house, and we, the audience, stood outside the house and watched them. They had uh, speakers to broadcast the sound out to us, and the street was blocked off so we could creep from window to window. A huddle of people in the street, the curb, and the laneway. Now, they're back with an examination of the Faustian bargain. Project X looks at the deals we make with the devil. Stephen Hill is the artistic director of Leaky Heaven Circus and a collaborator on Project X. I had to ask him to start if this show was inspired by... By perhaps a Faustian deal with the devil that he made to get a Jesse Award?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could be. Um, Well, you know, it's a funny thing because we we, um, yeah, one start, you know, we we started in on this uh, thinking about the Faust story and really kind of in thinking about where we're at in this city and where we're at in this Country in the world, and, and 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 so you know began with kind of that kind of righteous indignation, and then pretty soon, if you're talking about talking about those kinds of Faustian deals and Faustian bargains, well, you can't—you're implicated pretty quickly, you know. <laughs> we, we all are; that we're all making these deals all the time in some way, right? In, yeah. Living in a in a crumbling world. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's not so easy. So, you know, one... You know, one gets righteous, and then, and then, uh, and then you have to take a a look at your own bargain. So, it's been what it's 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 been that that has been the kind of uh, interest of this. Something around, you know, we we've looked a lot at the theater. I mean, for me, every piece of theater is kind of also about the theater and the kind of the kind of ethical contract of the theater. What Mm -hmm. it is, you know, what is liveness, and how is liveness different than than the mediated experience. So, so it seems like there's something embedded in the theater that is kind of an ethical question of how we deal with each other.
0: That's interesting. I never thought of theater being an, an ethical question. Is that, a, is that a bargain with the devil every time you step into the theater?
2: Well, you know, you know, walking out of a movie isn't the same, right? Right. You can't... You know, I heard somebody say that that's, that's the difference between seeing a film and seeing theater is that you don't get embarrassed by bad performance in, the, in, the, um, in a film. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so, you know, we began this Also, one of the interests was mirrors and the idea of a of whole lot of kind of theoretical stuff coming up these days around mirrors and, and uh, you know, some of the new neuroscience that's coming up. And mirror neurons and what that is and the experience of an audience being a spectator, you know, and all of the, those questions of, of what's happening in the immediacy of the theater, I think mm-hmm. it does bring forward ethics.
0: Interesting.
2: Of how, you know, something about how we are, in you know in the face to face experience of the theater
0: um, I just want to ask a, a sort of an about for an, an example, if I could, from you, um, your shows, uh, for example, a streetcar named Desire, the audience was uh, outside the windows of a house, and you know the, the speakers were, were blaring the, the the dialogue and and we had to sort of walk around. Um, can you give us an example of, of any kind of techniques or, or anything sort of visually, auditorially that we, we can expect from Project X?
2: Well, I don't really want to give it away.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, please.
2: We have trouble enough getting people to come to shows. We already <laughs> oh, know what they're going to say. Oh, come on. Um, well, well, you know what? I, I, I tell you that there's a, an interest for me these days, and it's not just me. I think mm-hmm. it's happening in contemporary theater. It's, it's something about perception and and, uh, and drawing attention to, uh, to how to how we see the world. Mm-hmm and and how we are constructing those visions of the world and there's fascinating stuff coming out right now you know the science is bringing forward a lot of really interesting things that, that are that are bringing into question a lot of stuff that's going to challenge the theater even the, the sense of character you know and 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 sort of like the the uh, an essential self and these things these are questions that are really being challenged hmm. so it's it's you know, bringing that into the theater, well, then, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the interests. So that's, that was certainly for Streetcar. That was an interest of ours was how do we view, you know, what, what is the act of viewing itself? Mm-hmm. And that, that was an experiment, a kind of interesting experiment where you know, the audience were kind of peering into the windows of a house off of an alley.
0: Is that what it is for, for Leaky Heaven? Is, is it just that exploration of these exciting sort of new frontiers that, that science is pioneering and then, and then letting those discoveries transfer to the arts? Um, it, I, I just wonder the question why, you, you know, you guys, you don't do straight A to B narratives. And I wonder, is it because of that, the exploration factor, or is it just, are you just bored by sort of these, these straight-laced story, storytelling? Do the, does it not do it justice to do it that way? Or what is it for you?
2: I get bored really. <laughs> well, I do. I do. I mean, that's part of it. But, yeah. but also, you know, I think I think you can't escape narrative, and we've tried in the theater. You know, you can't escape narrative, and, and narrative just—it's a beginning, middle, and end. It's what life does. Mm-hmm. But, but it's really about all the in between and how we have the kind of that. There's more agency than we believe. That's what—that's what it seems to mean. That—that we have agency. Um, and the and part of the agency is that is how we perceive things, how we, you know, decide whether we're living in a tragedy or a comedy, mm-hmm. you know, and and that the and so it's something about that. That's the kind of an experiment I think that we've been engaged in. And you know, years ago we started in the, with the notion of clown, really, you know, the European clown, and mm-hmm. we kind of left that behind and gone other places, but it's still present in the work and something about that is play and 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 play the idea of play keeping you know as Tim Etchell says that play keeps meaning in flux mm-hmm. so that so that you know at any moment in play you've got to shift the paradigm you have to that's what the sense of play is that you know it's uh, I'm looking at a table right now well playing with the table it suddenly is a boat or you know whatever mm-hmm. else right mm-hmm. and and that's that's agency that, that's how we that's how we perceive what's around us that we don't necessarily you know, I'll have to take things, you know, as they are, I don't know, that, that, that habit forms or something. Yeah, so it's about yeah. breaking right. the
0: habit of perception. Right, or face value. that
2: can... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I think these are big political questions as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I wish we had time to go into those, too, but uh, yeah. we've quickly run out of it. Is there anything you'd, you'd want to say about, about Project X?
2: Well, um, we've got a great cast. What can I say? It's, a, it's people mm-hmm. that we've, we have, some that we've worked with a lot. And and some and some newcomers, and uh, and uh, you know we are we're looking at right now it's it, this is something about fear, it's about something it seems about about uh, you know, oh, I I mean a lot of a lot of you know it's interesting we called it Project X because we weren't exactly sure and uh, of what we were getting into and and just some of the stuff that's been happening lately and the kind of fears in this city the riots and. Mm. And what's happening in Japan, and all these things, and the kind of fear that's out there, and then and then we're gathering together to kind of uh, take a look at it collectively.
0: And that's Stephen Hill from Leaky Heaven Circus. And uh, we'll tell you that Project X, in brackets, Faust, has a limited run of six shows from July the 19th until July the 24th. And that will be happening at the Russian Hall in Strathcona. And you can get tickets from Brown Paper Tickets, which is just brownpapertickets.com. You can get more information from leakyheavencircus.com or from our website at citr.ca. And I just want to let you know that the interview that we aired there is not actually the entire conversation. Yes, sneaky on our part. Uh, We do want you to hear the extended version because uh, it's awesome. And uh, it's a really great conversation. So what we're going to do is put that up on YouTube. um, Perhaps very soon, perhaps tomorrow. Um, We're going to put that interview up on our YouTube uh, page. So... Definitely check us out on YouTube if you haven't already, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we are uh, the Arts Report. I think uh, Arts Report. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's on our website. If you go to citr.ca, I don- I'm just not sure if it's uh, Arts Report or Arts Report on citr. You know, sometimes it's uh, there's different variants of our name depending on the format. But that's okay because you can find all our names and formats, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, you can find it all at citr.ca. All right. Now, uh, all month long in June, we have been doing an extended interview series and presenting to you sort of wider ranging conversations that we haven't been able to usually air on the Arts Report because, uh, you know, there's so much happening and we try to, to, to pack it all into one hour. So we don't always get to uh, air uh, conversations that sort of go off topic, you know, but, um, but in June, we've been going off topic and it's been wonderful. So we have one more version of this extended interview or one more installment I should say and this one is with Andy Thompson so uh, are we going to take a break no we'll just get right to it Andy Thompson is a multi-award winning Vancouver artist uh, known best for his fascination with technology in theatre his company The Virtual Stage just wrapped up a run of No Exit in San Francisco which the Vancouver Sun described as quote a seamless fusion of cinema and theatre filled with innovation a benchmark of brilliance jaw-dropping, end quote. Earlier this year, he spearheaded a co-production with Studio 58 to adapt George Orwell's 1984 I met with him at a rehearsal for 1984 a few months back and we aired a shorter interview with, with Andy Thompson on the Arts Report back in March that focused on that production. But our conversation went uh, went off topic into all kinds of interesting places and now we have a chance to air that part of our chat in the final installment of our extended interview series. So. Here in part one, we talk about his company, The Virtual Stage, going from a hobby to a full-time job, and about growing up, planning to be an engineer, and ending up in acting. I wonder why... What is the impetus to use um, multimedia and sort of investigate... What was it? Investigation of emerging technologies... Emerging technologies technologies in theatre, yeah. And I wonder, I suspect, it has something to do more than just because you like tinkering with, with toys. Yes, but that's where it started. <laughs> I, I can imagine that, that was where it started. Yeah,
3: because I, I, I founded the virtual stage uh, just over 10 years ago. And uh, when I was dreaming up uh, a company, I, I had to dream up a mandate. And so I asked myself, what mandate would I give this new company of mine that would sustain me and interest me? Because I, I'm going to be doing this basically for free, and like I, ha- I did for many, many years, run the company for free. It's only in the last few years that uh, we've been starting to uh, become established, and I've been able to put the time into this uh job uh, you know it's a job now which is sure. a, it's great but
0: so before it was more of a sort of side project
3: hobby. well it had to be it was, it was there was nothing it was virtually nothing you know <laughs> <laughs> it was like an idea right i'm gonna start a company you know you see that all the time i'm gonna
0: start my own company
3: it's like great Good for you, Andy. Good for you, pat sure. on the back. And, yeah, you know, and a lot
0: of artists see at work. that work.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, um, in the early days, I was you know, which was actually early years of the virtual stage. I was doing it for free, and I knew I'd be doing it for free. Like as a theater artist, you don't you know, let's be let's be honest. Like you don't do it for the money. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I'm gonna get rich. I'm gonna yeah. do the theater. It
3: would be yeah, exactly. It's, that's why all all parents. Uh, perhaps rightly hesitate when their kids say they want to be an actor, theater actor anyway. But you want to be a film actor? No, still, I don't know. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, I asked myself what, uh, mandate would interest me for a long time and how would I articulate that? And yes, I'm a bit of a tinkerer with, um, with, uh, technologies and, and, uh, because
0: you, you were, in high school, you were a science student. You were, wow. What have you read? <laughs>
3: <laughs> You've done some homework. That's, hey, this is from your own <laughs> website. I didn't have to go very far. Um, but yes. Yes. Was I was so going to be an and, engineer. I was gonna, really? I, yeah. I, I I did well in science. I, I was good. I was. I You know. I'm a. I'm, I'm not a genius, but I'm not dumb. Like I, like I'm I'm fairly smart. And you know, I, I had I got straight A's yeah. in my. I struggled grades eight through ten, but but grade eleven and twelve, I finally sort of caught up and started to excel in academics and and was you know straight A's like physics, chemistry, math. The whole I'm going to be an engineer, and I was really left brain, and mm-hmm. uh, you know wound up. Young man, and you know, my I, I got my took my scholarships, and my bursaries. My mom's mom said, "And you're, you know," she said really nicely. Like, Why don't you take arts for a year? You know, you're just to balance yourself out.
0: Because I was were you too one sided.
3: Well, I yeah, like I I didn't I didn't I don't think I really became a I don't know how to put it, but
0: a well rounded. Well, maybe
3: yeah. Like like I was like when I arrived at this school, studio Fifty Eight, when I was. uh 20 i was a pretty you know angry and wound up and messed up young guy Mm -hmm. and going through studio 58 not only taught me how to be a a professional actor but it also helped me deal with my can i swear yes i helped me deal with my shit (laughs) you know you know that's one therapeutic thing about uh, theater school is it does that so uh uh, if you embrace that potential so yeah
0: because you're supposed to use that the, all those parts of yourself, yeah. your emotional upheaval. Yeah, you right?
3: do a lot. Of, you do a lot of yoga, and people pressing on your sternum, and you know, and you got to be vulnerable, and all this crap, you know. Well, and um, you
0: also get to fight on stage. Yeah,
3: like, yeah. Oh, you were you watching stuff. some of our fighting yeah, yeah, that we were yeah, doing on so. Yeah, so the face. Exactly, exactly. Just good times, you know. Just a regular <laughs> Thursday night. So. So anyway, so, so um, yeah, I, I, I came up with this idea that, well, I love technology and I have this whole left brain kind of science person in me still, even though I'm an actor and a, an artist and a, a playwright and all that. Yeah, so stuff.
0: You, you, there was an opportunity there to, to bring a bit of that, that scientific stuff, because let's yeah. face it, a lot of actors are not scientifically inclined, or at least that's the stereotype that, you know, the stereotype is that a lot of actors sort of like, well... I hate math. I hate math and science, but I love theater.
3: And Yeah. And yeah. There, there are stereotypes out there. I actually went to a restaurant today and there were a couple of stereotypical actors uh, sitting to my right, talking about stereotypical actor things. And it annoyed the <laughs> hell out of me. I was like, oh, my God. And they were You're all like, Don't in the... do the stereotype. Well, no, but it, it, the, the stereotype's there for a reason. There are stereotypical actors out there, you know? And, you know, God bless them, you know? And I'm not going to name names or whatever, but, you know, like, it's like, you know, the stereotype exists. There's stereotypical bad guys out there. They're called murderers. They're in prison. You know, like, they're stereoty- stereotypical people, mm-hmm. right? Um, but... You know, I, I definitely am not a stereotypical actor by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'm, you know, interested in too many things, and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and I find myself doing a lot of non-acting things. And uh, so anyway, so I've had a lot of fun with my company, yeah. and, um, and uh, we've had some success, and uh, it's been a long haul, but uh, I'm very grateful.
0: We'll be back with more from actor, director, filmmaker, artist extraordinaire Andy Thompson after a short break, here on the Arts Report on CITR.
3: Friday, July 8th, it's a summer dance party at the Waldorf. All the way from Norway, Todd Turya is going to man the decks and share his Scandinavian treats with Vancouver. It's also an EP release party for Resorts, the Brastronaut Dance Side Project. Top it all off with performances from the WinnieCooper.net and Love Dancing DJs, and you've got yourself a party. Advance tickets are available online via Eventbrite. To learn more, check out WinnieCooper.net and LoveDancing.ca. That's Todd Terria and the Resorts EP Release Party, Friday, July 8th at the Waldorf. Proudly sponsored by BeatRoot Magazine and CITR 101.9FM.
0: And we're back on the arts report, speaking to Andy Thompson from the local theater company, The Virtual Stage. In part two of our interview, we talk about the arts staying relevant and how the arts fit into our modern tech-savvy, media-saturated world. Do you think? Do you think it's necessary? Do you think? Because the question I always have in my mind about theater and I guess art in in general is um, that I think we have to all work harder to prove that it's important like, that we have to work harder to reach uh, audiences. Mm. Do, you, do you think that um, that by using, you know, technologies and, and being cutting-edge and innovative and, you know, thinking about how to do things better, is that one of your goals, is to, to, to reach out better to audiences or not at all? Uh,
3: yeah, like, I'm a big fan of theater. Like, like, like I, some people who don't understand what I'm doing in the past perhaps have scoffed i know they have i i, I a couple of people uh, friends good friends I, Like, like uh, i'll say who jay brazo jay brazo the actor he's like Andy. when are you gonna do some shows without the, all these tvs in them you know and he's like stop oh, man we don't need a, you know, tvs and theater is this theater is it a movie or a movie? tv or a theater Andy? you're confused what you know so we have a fun ongoing joke about that and um uh, so, you know, and, and there's, there's a, a, I guess, a, a, you know, he represents a, a mindset of uh, 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 perhaps a more, and to use the word again uh, that we used earlier, the purist, right? Uh, I'm not at all a theater purist, and, 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 but I've just seen so much bad theater, you know? I have a friend of mine who, who <laughs> I invited her to a play, and her reaction was, oh, I'm really against theater. You're, and I was like, what, you're against theater? Yeah. Really opposed? Yeah, yeah, like, what? Like, it's like, I'm against, you know, uh, soccer, or, you know, like, how can you be against... Uh, and, Poverty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would make sense. But, you know, so I was like, I asked her, like, wait a second, what do you mean you're against theater? She goes, well, I, I went to a play once, and it was really bad. <laughs> and from that one play, she decided she would write the whole experience off. And and fair enough, because there is there is crap out there, like, there's just crappy theater. There is crappy theater. Well,
0: that's just it, and I feel like a lot of people who are doing this crappy theater don't get it. They don't understand that there are so many more people like the, the person you mentioned who are against theater because they've seen bad theater. Like, not enough people realize, I think, that we gotta we got to reach these people because they've already tuned up.
3: Yeah, and, and, and I'm very excited about, uh, because I am definitely a fan of theater, uh, I am very excited about the role my company potentially has, and to my uh, knowledge, uh, has actually um, been able to ma- make manifest. Is, is this increase? of interest in theater by people who wouldn't normally go. Yes, and uh, I, I, I did a, a, a sci-fi B-movie uh, show. I got to put every whiz-bang techno thing I ever <laughs> dreamt of in one show, and it, it was called Spank, and it was at the Roundhouse a few years ago. It was a sci-fi. It was, like, totally out there. It was just, like fun, crazy 3d people got guy flying around in a harness and 3d scenography coordinated with the aerial choreography and, and, uh, so much fun. And, and, uh, but it was a real sort of, you know, if you like star Trek, you'll like my play, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and it wasn't for everyone, that's for sure. But there were people who came to that show who ne- like either had never been, been to a play before or never enjoyed a play before who said, oh, I'm going to go to theater a lot more now. And I was just so thrilled by that. Yeah. It was just like mission accomplished yes. for me, you know? so that
0: is a mission. Well,
3: I guess you, you, you've cornered me. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Uh, it is one of my missions. But you know what? Like, uh, I, I do have a vision uh, that I, I have for uh, the theater that I'm interested in. Yeah. And... And part of my my mission, if you're to say, you know, put things in that term, yes, uh, is to just see my vision realized. You know, like, and that has to do with with uh, uh, this hybrid art form of mm-hmm. film filmic theater, mm-hmm. and and I think that it's happening more and more and more, and we've had some success with that. So uh, I think there's a real time and a place for technology in theater and it's not for all shows. I think it's used excessively technology right. and to ill effect and it gets wanky and, and uh, gimmicky. yeah. And just like, wow, look, I can do some, I look what, I can put some graphics in this scene. And it's like, why did you do that? Like that just sucked or, you know, it just, I was so not interested. It took me out of the experience of what I wanted to watch was these two actors talk, you know, or whatever. Um, I saw a show not long ago that had way too much projection. I was like, "Wow, it's like the choice not to use technology is a great choice in support of technology." You know? In support
0: of technology, because
3: yeah, use it well, right, or don't use it at all, right? So, so,
0: so, okay. So, you seem a little bit uh, uh, reluctant to 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 say that it's all about you know convincing people who don't like theater, would it be more, to, to say that, that, you know, I'd love to see plays again, would you be more sort of on side to say that it's about doing that, where it's like nailing it, using technology effectively, Absolutely. doing that hybrid as, as as well as possible between traditional theater and the, the, the modern technological things? That yeah,
3: yeah, I, 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 I am all about the, you know, I don't know if this is snobbery, but I feel like, like, I feel like I have uh, an aesthetic that I'm very passionate about Mm -hmm. and that I feel is (laughs) right. I think I'm right, okay? Um, And (laughs) I don't care what anyone thinks. I think I'm right. (laughs) And uh, so But what what I think is is it's it's a tool, right? It's just like a light or it's just like a a fly system in a theater. If you want to put like TV stuff or film stuff or projectors or anything like that or, you know, Flying people around, or using lav mics, or any sort of weird techno whiz bang thing, or holographic actors, whatever. Do it well, and do it, and to do it well, it has to support the overall concept, and hopefully, in my 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 thing is story, right? Right. So that's a the, help story, to tell the story, the storytelling. Now, I ha- am getting more exposed to dance. As an audience member, and I, so I'm, I'm still not getting it. And I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still I'm still like I was in a dance show once, and I, I, it was the only, it was a Kinesis dance show with Paras Tarazakis, choreographer, putting it together. And I, I was the only actor with like three or four dancers, and I just said, Guys, I just don't get dance. Can you explain? And they were just so excited, like, oh, he doesn't get dance. And, and so one of them was like, Andy, Dance is the physical manifestation of the emotion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, and that worked? Well, was that, did that, I, you know, I'm still, <laughs> no, I'm still not a, I'm no, still confused. I, but I'm, I'm a, I, I've seen some really awesome dance shows. I've seen a really awesome dance show at Push mm-hmm. uh, at the Scotiabank Dance Center. Oh, what was it called? it was really amazing it was a, it involved a video projection and a live okay. and it was this dancer interacting with uh, the, her own digital uh projection it was incredible wow. uh, what was it called buzz or had some it was like a one word anyways mm. i forget what it was called but it was amazing mm. and 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 so but but uh, you know crystal Pite stuff is just beautiful the choreographer crystal Pite. And, mm. um uh but but just seeing emotion on stage uh it, it, i, I you know, people like opera, people don't like opera. I'm not an opera fan. I, I'm learning to become more of a dance fan and go to, to go to more danza. Uh, but, um, you know, my passion is in the theater and in storytelling. And, and that's where I, I really uh, am excited about the, of course, given my company, the, uh, how technologies can help in the telling of a story.
0: Mm-hmm. Back in a moment for the final part of our interview with Andy Thompson, Artistic and Managing Director of the Virtual Stage Theatre Company.
2: This just in, Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock, CITR 101.9 FM presents Cabaret Radio. Join host Teddy Smooth as he explores the tri-miracle, the hysterical, the phantasmagorical world of burlesque and cabaret. Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock CITR 101.9 FM brings you Cabba Radio.
0: You are listening to The Arts Report on CITR 11.9 FM and online at CITR.ca. In part three of our conversation with Andy Thompson, we talk about No Exit, the groundbreaking production of the classic um, that went up in San Francisco in April, a few weeks before this interview. Okay, now on to the next one, which is uh, No Exit. Yes. Now Speaking of... Movie theater. Yeah.
3: Yes, it's a live-performed film.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's coming to San Francisco.
3: Yes, I'm it so is. Excited to yes. Hear
0: your USA premiere.
3: Yes, I'm very excited to be uh, head, uh, heading out there, and uh, it's uh, it's right on top of this run of 1984. So Hectric. it it's been busy, but you know, it's what I love to do. So it's a good busy and. Uh, Uh, But sometimes it feels like one massive show that No Exit 1984, (laughs) you know? That's an interesting (laughs) idea. Yeah, yeah, Jean-Paul Sartre Orwell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And has the show, uh, is it pretty much the same or... Is there some evolutions happening from the ver- earlier previous versions?
3: Yeah, we, we toured Canada with, uh, with that production, and we were lucky to, uh, to have that opportunity. And that Canadian tour was, was, a, was a remount of the original production, which was site-specific. So that Canadian tour was a huge leap because suddenly we were in standard theatres, uh, having been in this wacky warehouse. Mm-hmm. With a with a cement painting room in one corner, so we recreated that cement painting room, which we we actually perform our live film in, and the audience can't really doesn't have the privilege of seeing it live. We don't let them watch uh, live, but we let them watch the through that the show through live video feeds on uh, three projectors in a basically like a pseudo super landscape format, three projections mm-hmm. all all lined up along the horizon, and uh, one for each main character in. The chamber of hell and uh, and yeah so we we modified it greatly for the Canadian tour so it was tourable and now we're taking that tourable production to San Francisco to American Conservatory Theatre and we are doing a few tweaks we're modifying the set Uh, we're reconfiguring the set a bit so it's angled differently and there's some but it's very the the changes are quite subtle yeah and mostly technical yes yeah Yes. Cool. And um, same show. It's going to be the same show. Yeah. Just fit to a different space. Hmm.
0: And is it just San Francisco? Or will it go to any other?
3: Right know? now, it's just San Francisco. Yeah. And but, then, yeah. and then we'll we'll see what happens in the next year or two with it. Um, we are definitely, uh, definitely, definitely interested in, in taking it uh, uh, elsewhere. So.
0: And then now you you mentioned. Possibly Brave New World. Uh, what, what other things? Are you I gotta see
3: what's out? going on with Brave New World because if if this, this movie, movie, movie if the, first, I'll do the. It sucks. I'll
0: do, do
3: I'll do the. I'll do the um, yeah, the Disney version of, uh, on stage of. Brave New World: No, I'm, I am excited about the possibility of adapting Brave New World. A spank for me was my first sci-fi show. I, I see this as my second sci-fi show, and I'd like to keep on doing sci-fi shows. Well, you like, need to
0: make a trilogy now I' th- I'm, thinking,
3: I'm thinking one more sci-fi. Okay. I got one more in me, and you know what? Like, maybe that's one of the roles of the virtual stage is to bring science fiction uh, to the theater, because right. you don't see a lot of sci-fi no, plays. I don't. And I'm a, a huge drawing room
0: library plays.
3: Yes, yes, we have lots of old British plays, and not enough science fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doctor Who, perhaps. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about um, science sci-fi theater. I, I think mm-hmm. I think that with what we've got in our toolkit now, we can we can do really cool sci-fi. So uh, I think I'm going to do at least one more sci-fi show.
0: Cool. I don't
3: know what though. I have to. this DiCaprio version of of uh, Brave new world falls through, I will be more motivated to do it. Yeah, because sometimes right. movies fall through, but I think that it's happening.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, I think it's happening, but it yeah. might still suck.
3: Even it might it... still suck, and then you know, then maybe I don't want to do it some more because I was like, oh, I saw that movie because I know it's the play now. It sucked. DiCaprio sucked in that movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's <laughs> much much better.
3: No, but um, but yeah, it's really interesting. There's a lot of awesome sci-fi writers, and I've had such a, a great time adapting uh, 1984 uh, i'm it was just a hoot and uh, um i think that all the great works of literature like that are science fiction in nature uh, i i'm definitely going to be uh taking a good look at the sci-fi uh, uh canon and uh see what uh, might be good fodder for our company but uh, for now I can't even think about that. Like, we got to get this show up and then go to to San Francisco and then I'll maybe take a break. And I think our next show actually uh, is going to be, maybe I'll do this next year or the year after, but it's going to be just a comedy. It's going to be pure. It's not going to be sci-fi. It's just going to be a a real funny show. Just a
0: cleanse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So much
3: dark material with these two words that I just need to laugh. We're having a lot of I are maybe too much fun with 1984. There's too, maybe too many too much laughter going on. Uh, I might have to, to talk to someone about that. That's but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to put more misery in the rehearsal <laughs> hall. But uh, I think that, uh, yeah, good old comedy might be in order for us next.
0: Great. Well, thanks very much for your time.
3: My pleasure.
0: And that is it for our interview with Andy Thompson here on the Arts Report. It is the last of our extended interview series that we've been doing all of June. And uh, that marks the end of our program for not only uh, today, but for, well, I guess until August. The end of This is the end of our show. Uh, until a later time. What, what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm losing my mind and we need to uh, give me time to get my mind back or to find my mind. Where is my mind? I don't know. I have to go find it. And it'll take me approximately a month to find my mind. But um, the Arts Report will sort of, kind of sort of uh, continue in the sense that uh, it'll still be, uh, there will still some, be something on CITR between 5 and 6 p.m. Um, Anna, our producer, will be here to mostly play music, but uh, give you a heads up on local music shows, or sorry, upcoming music shows in Vancouver. As well as heads up on other artistic events that uh, normally we'd be, you know, doing features on. But since we're kind of uh, in hiatus, she'll still kind of give you a heads up on, on things that are happening in Vancouver during the month of uh, July, artistically wise. So so listen if you if you're still uh, near a radio or your computer, um, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Uh, check out the Arts Report in the summer uh, and and listen to to the lovely tunes that Anna will play for you otherwise we will be back uh... in a month or so to to do um, we're gonna cover what uh... the shambhala music festival uh, specifically in august and then we'll gear up for all the the fall seasons of all the different artistic companies in uh... vancouver um, during the month of july there will be some great things happening like the Rec beach buto which i talked about uh... earlier which is a nude uh... dance happening at Rec beach uh... this weekend um there's also the Vancouver Folk Music Festival which is uh, coming in a couple of weeks it's going to be July uh, 15th, 16th, and 17th, so that's the Canada, Canada Day long weekend is the first one, so this is going to be the third weekend in July, and we're going to be there, we're going to do a live broadcast, that is to say, uh, CITR will be there, we'll do some uh, live broadcasts and, and a bunch of interviews that will roll out on the website at citr.ca, so lots of good stuff happening there. There's also a show coming called Speeding and Rolling, uh, which is a sort of comedy- cabaret about vancouver's film industry that's coming up in the month of july you should definitely google that speeding and rolling it's called and then of course there's project x which we talked about earlier in the show about the faustian bargain the deal with the devil that leaky heaven circus is putting on at the russian hall and also indian indian summer festival there's an indian summer festival and that's coming up in the in the month of july so so lots of good stuff oh also uh, the bloody beetroots and steve ioki are playing uh, the canada day long weekend at the pne forum and you can check that out at blueprint blueprint events excuse me blueprintevents.ca uh, the bloody Roots and steve ioki are pretty massive uh, electronic dance Music artists uh, with a massive following, and uh, they are in town at the PNE Forum. And the PNE Forum will be doing uh, a whole bunch of uh, awesome events in the summertime. So you can check those out at BlueprintEvents.ca and get the scoop on that. So that is all from us. Don't forget to check out uh, either our our Twitter feed. I'm failing. I, I I've only I can't make it. There's only a few minutes left, and I'm already failing you can find her